Mesut Ozil hits back at Arsenal Football Club. He is not happy and he has made his feelings known. We're going to be discussing that and we're going to be looking briefly ahead to the trip to Vienna. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello, and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. Brought to you by Manscaped.com. Um, I want to start off by saying a massive thank you to Manscaped who have extended uh, our sponsorship deal. So we're absolutely delighted about that. Um, thanking them for their support. It is a massive help to the podcast and it helps us to be able to do more shows and create more content, uh, which goes out in turn to you guys. So a big thank you to Manscaped uh, for that. Uh, received the good news yesterday. So a big thank you uh, to the team and in particular Dominic, who's been our uh, go between over there. So a big thank you to you as well, mate. Um, right. I didn't really want to talk about this guy again. Um, and I know that some people are getting sick of the whole subject. And I know that some people are getting fed up and don't necessarily um, sort of have any sympathy for the guy. Um, but this saga between Mesa Ozil and Arsenal Football Club, it rumbles on and it will continue to rumble on until we get some clarity as supporters from the football club with regards to what exactly has gone on here. Mesut Ozil, who was or is, in my opinion, one of the most talented players to probably ever play for Arsenal. I know he hasn't always produced, but in terms of talent, uh, you could certainly argue that he's up there amongst some of the very, very best. Committed his future to the club back in 2018. We all celebrated the fact that Mesut Ozil committed his future to the club. We were all delighted, especially after having just lost Alexis Sanchez. But fast forward to now, and we've got a player who is earning 350 grand a week, as, as it goes, um, who has been completely frozen out, not only of the Europa League squad, but of our Premier League squad as well. And... <sighs> The plot thickens, doesn't it? With every passing day, with every kind of move that Arsenal make, whether it's leaving him out of the Europa League squad, um, outing, I'm not going to say publicly outing him about the pay cuts because they didn't do it publicly, but obviously that was leaked and it was leaked to the right people and that was very deliberate in my opinion. Plus the fact now he's been left out of the Premier League squad and this was a, a ticking time bomb that was just waiting to explode, waiting to go off. And if anybody thought that Mesut Ozil was going to keep his thoughts to himself on this matter, then for me, they're deluded. They're living in another world. Mesut Ozil has shown that his PR game is, is brilliant. Um, he's an intelligent man. Him and his team know exactly what they're doing. And they've taken an opportunity uh, to make their feelings known about this. And... Let's go through what Mesut Ozil actually said. Let's take a look at the statement and then I'll share my thoughts on it. And I'd love to get you guys' thoughts in the comments. So if you are watching us live at the moment, feel free to chuck uh, your comments in there, your views 
on this situation uh, so we can have a, a good discussion amongst ourselves. Right. Um, let's go over and have a look at, of course, the statement that Mr. Ozil put out. So I'm just going to share my screen for those of you watching us via uh, YouTube at the moment. Here is what Mesa had to say. He said, this is a difficult message to write to the Arsenal fans that I've played for for over the past few years. I'm really deeply disappointed by the fact that I have not been registered for the Premier League season for the time being. Upon signing my contract in 2018, I pledged my loyalty and allegiance to the club that I love, Arsenal. And it saddens me that this has not been reciprocated as I have just found out loyalty is hard to come by nowadays. I've always tried to remain positive from week to week that there's maybe a chance to get back in the squad soon again. That's why I kept silent so far. I'm going to pause it there. Mesut Ozil is talking about loyalty. And I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans sort of take to social media, take to various platforms and have a go and say, well, he's getting 350 grand a week and he's not playing. What has this guy possibly got to complain about? Well, I think from a loyalty perspective, I think that Mesut actually has a point. Um, I think that Mesut has a case. Now, as I've already alluded to on this edition of the podcast, Ozil signed his contract at a time where there was a lot of confusion as to whether he was going to stay. There was a lot of worry that we may end up losing both him and Sanchez, our two most important, best, most talented players at the time. There was a concern and a fear that we were going to lose both of those players. And we didn't because Mesut Ozil chose to sign on the dotted line and stay at Arsenal Football Club. Now, you could argue that he did that because the, the terms were brilliant and who wouldn't sign a deal like that. And I understand that and I get that. But I guess from my perspective, you've got to look at it from the other side of the coin as well. Mesut Ozil didn't, you know, Mesut Ozil didn't put a gun to Arsenal's head and say, sign that contract. Arsenal offered Mesut Ozil that contract. And just like as fans, we would expect a player to honour the terms of his contract, honour the length of his contract, etc. You have to, as a football club, in my opinion, particularly when you're a club who are always banging on about class, about tradition, about history, about doing things a certain way, about values, then it has to be reciprocated the other way as well. It has to be... You've offered this guy the contract. Yes, maybe in hindsight, it was a mistake. Maybe we offered Mesut Ozil too much money. Maybe we messed up in that area. But you've done it now. You've made that offer. You've given Mesut Ozil that contract. Therefore, in my view, you have to honour it. And it feels like Arsenal are taking the opportunity to try and find ways out of the reported sort of appearance fees, the bonuses, etc., etc., Um and that is poor form from the club, in my opinion. I know it's a difficult time. I know it's a strange time. I know it's an unprecedented time. I know that football clubs financially are not as strong as they have been in recent years because of the fact that fans are not allowed in the stadiums. I get all of that. But to pinpoint one individual and essentially pick on him to save money, I think is... is um, it is not fair. It's not right. 
I am very much of the opinion that at times Mesut Ozil hasn't performed anywhere near to what we know he's capable of. I think at times he has performed pretty well and that's been overlooked by the fact that he hasn't scored a goal or he hasn't produced an assist because we're, we're living in an age now where stats seem to make people's minds up on everything. Stats are what people go by. There are football fans out there who base their complete opinions on stats. And whilst I think they should be used as part of making up an argument, part of making up a case, they're not the be all and end all. Um, sometimes they don't tell the full story. You know, you can have a player who's very creative in terms of playing that pass before the pass that gets awarded as the assist. And then that player is completely overlooked and that player is is said to not be a creative force, not be um, a very good player. So there are a lot of sort of ways of looking at this. And I'm not, again, look, if he's not part of the plan, if he's not part of what Mikel Arteta wants to do going forward, I think that's absolutely fine. And I can agree with that. But particularly at a time where Arsenal are struggling for creativity, um, then I think you, I think you can't help but worry about the fact that Mesut Özil is being overlooked in the way he's being overlooked. It's clearly not about football. It's clearly about something else, something more, something behind the scenes. Whether that is an argument, an exchange that has gone on that we don't know about, and quite frankly, we'll never really know um, what the truth is. Both sides will tell different stories, I'm sure. But it is, it is, as a fan, frustrating when you look at that squad, you look at that group of players and it is crying out for a player of Mesut Ozil's kind, for a player that possesses the strengths that Mesut Ozil does. And then again, when you take into account that we are paying him this crazy amount of money as well, the decision to just completely overlook him, not use him, it is strange. It, it doesn't make sense and it makes you get back on that trail of thought where you're thinking it's all about the money. And if it is all about the money, as a football fan, as someone who loves the game, I think that's wrong. We literally begged this guy to stay at our football club, hence why we slapped an offer of 350 grand on the table. Whether that is right or wrong, or whether that was right or wrong at the time, whether it was a rash decision, whether it's proved in hindsight to be the wrong call, we still did that. And therefore, as a football club who bang on about values, bang on about tradition, bang on about respect, we should be honouring that contract. And when we're trying to find every which way around to get him out the door. To the point where we've gone to the, the as far as saying that this guy is not good enough to even be in our registered squad. And when you look at some of the players in that squad, and with all due respect, you know, I'm not, I'm not by no means, I'm not by any means, I should say, having a go at these particular players, but I'm going to use them as examples because they're still, although they're on the path to developing, they're still nowhere near what Mesa Ozil is. And that's players like Joe Willock. That's players like, Reese Nelson for me. There's a few players in there who have shown flashes, have shown signs that they can become good and important players for Arsenal Football Club in the future, but they're not quite there yet. And so when you look at the decision to completely overlook him, you cannot come to any other conclusion other than this is, this is nothing to do with football.
Nothing to do with football whatsoever. Right, uh, let's continue. Let's let's go back to the um, the rest of the statement. Um, let me just uh, share that on the screen. He says, before the coronavirus break, I was really happy with the development under our new coach, Mikel Arteta. We've been on a positive way and I would say my performances were on a really good level. But then things changed again and I was no longer allowed to play football for Arsenal. Before the coronavirus break, I thought that Mikel Arteta had had started to get a tune out of Mesut Ozil. We started to see Ozil swanning around the pitch again, picking up the ball in all different areas, having that bit of freedom, whether it be on the left, whether it be on the right, in the middle, in the number 10 position, to make, to start making things happen, to, to improve us in terms of the way we move the ball. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying he was on a really good level, um, as he says, I would say that he was performing a lot better than he had been in recent times. And that was partly down to the fact that he'd been so in and out of the picture under Unai Emery that it just was always going to be disruptive. So I I slightly disagree with him where he says we were on a really good level, that he was, sorry, on a really good level. But I certainly thought that he was on his way um, back to somewhere near the Mesut Ozil that we all wanted to see. And then he says... But then things changed again and I was no longer allowed to play football for Arsenal. Where I'm a little bit frustrated with Mesut Ozil, because as you guys will have known, those of you who have, um, you know, who have been listening to this show for a while, have been watching this show. Um, as you will know, I've, I've got quite a bit of sympathy for him with regards to a lot of the issues that he seems to have with the football club at the moment. But this was an opportunity in in the case of, you know, you're not playing Messi. You know you're not going to play. This was your chance now. If you're going to do a statement, tell us what the issue is. Tell us. Say it. They're not going to play you anyway. You know, come out and have a go. Tell the fans why you think it is that you've been completely overlooked and why, in your words, you say you're no longer allowed to play for Arsenal. Come out and tell us. You know... Tell us. We want to know. We want to know as Arsenal fans, why it is that you think uh, the club don't want you to play anymore? Because it's clear that in his view, it's not nothing. Any, it's not nothing or anything to do with football. So yeah, tell us. That's that's kind of my frustration. That is my frustration. Um, Michael Grayson in the comments says, if you have an employee who is saying and doing things that are detrimental to your business, you have the right to fire them. I think we've seen lots of players come out and talk about clubs um, that they play for and, and criticise clubs and not be not be sacked. That would be one hell of a legal battle that I don't think Arsenal would A, have the time for and B, be interested in going into. Mesut Ozil had the opportunity here, in my opinion, to come out and and out them, out them for what he believes to be the truth. That's what I would have loved to have seen. But, you know, the club have, um, the, the club have let themselves down in the way they've handled this. I've said that all along and my view on that has not changed in the slightest. The constant, you know, decision to, to ignore the situation, to, to come out with radio silence for me, only adds fuel to the fire. Arsenal could have come out and said, 
contrary to what Messer says, he's not in our side because we don't believe that he is um, he is good enough at this moment in time. We believe other players are ahead of him, but they don't even do that. You know, it's always overlooked. It's always oh, it was a very difficult decision. Um, you know, and we've decided this because we're doing what's best for the team. But what is it exactly that has pushed Arsenal to this decision? Is it a dispute behind the scenes? Is it his attitude? Say it. If it's his attitude, tell us. Is it that his performances on the training ground haven't been up to scratch? Arsenal have the opportunity to come out and say something and, and get the majority of their fan base back on side. And I know there are a lot of Arsenal fans out there that are... Uh, very against Mesut Ozil, they're very unhappy with him and are glad to see him being frozen out. But with each and every development in this saga, there are a growing number of Arsenal fans who then turn around and say, you know what, to a degree, I'm a little bit embarrassed by the way my club are acting now. I don't understand why they're doing this. I don't get why they're doing this. And I think the, the way that they've handled it is nothing short of embarrassing. That side of the fence, that side of the camp is growing and growing by day by day. And with every statement from the club, statement from Messer, um, or non-statement from the club, I should say, it, that, gets, that camp gets bigger and bigger. And when you watch Arsenal play and struggle to create, you wonder why this guy is being overlooked again. And it comes back to the point of, I'm not saying that I want him to start every single week. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he warrants a start every single week based on his performances in the last few years. But what I am saying is he is certainly good enough to be an option. And at a time where options are very limited, particularly in that sort of creative midfield role. And you know that Arsenal wanted a creative midfielder because they tried for one in the summer then you, you've got to scratch your head and wonder why he continues to be overlooked. You're paying for him, mate. Use him. That's how I see it. Um, that is how I see it. Right, let's go over to some of uh, your live comments. I'm sure you guys have got plenty to say on the Mesa Ozil saga. Um, Norwegian Gunnar says, knowing how sweet revenge is, I simply can't blame Mesa Ozil. Arsenal have done so many things wrong with this one. Not going into politics, they said, yet they praised mm, BLM every game. AFC was wrong. I don't think BLM is... Um, it is political. It isn't political. Um, political, as far as I'm concerned, is talking about, um, you know, political affairs. Racism is just not on at any level for me. So I, I wouldn't use that comparison necessarily. Um, I think he spoke about the mistreatment of, of a certain group of people. And I think Mesut Ozil had every right to say that. I see your point when you're saying that they seem to back certain causes um, and not other causes. And that is that is right. And, and that is a fair comment. I'm not sure BLM is quite the right um, the right example there, though, because that is something that we all agree with 100 percent and needs to be addressed. Um, let's see uh, what else we've got here in terms of your uh, live comments. Uh, Omar says, what I will say is the club haven't handled this well at all, but Ozil isn't helping himself by speaking out now when he was silent all those days ago. Um, I guess, but Omar, to that point, he would have got a hell of a lot of criticism and people would have come out and said, well, why are you kicking off about not being in the squad when the squad hasn't even been submitted yet? So he couldn't really come out about this before, um, before the squad was announced. Then what? 
the squad was announced yesterday. He's done it the next day. So I'm not really sure there's really an issue with the timing. Um, Machiavelli says, I'm looking forward not to hearing about this guy from now till the day he leaves, 250 days till he is out. Uh, he also goes on to say that the loyalty from Ozil is because he's getting paid 350k a week. So it's clear that there is a divide amongst even the Arsenal fan base with regards to whether or not Arsenal have, have treated Mesut Ozil fairly, whether he's the victim, um, whether he's not the victim, whether actually he's the one uh, that's in the wrong you know, there's so much divide on this. And that's why I love hearing from you guys in the live comments. Jonathan says, it's all about money on both sides. If it wasn't, he would take the moral high, moral high ground and leave and be a superstar. If he was loyal, he'd take the original offer he held us to ransom. I don't blame him. Um, I, I, I didn't quite get that last sentence. But yeah, it is all about money. Um, Mesut Ozil won't want to walk away when he knows that he's going to receive um, a significant sum of money. He knew that that bonus was coming in September. Why would he leave? Why would he walk away from that? Um, not surprised that he stayed. But equally, if the reports are to be believed and if, you know, when you put two and two together, you certainly come to something along those lines. When you hear that Arsenal are trying to save money on appearance fees, maybe other clauses that we're unaware of that were inserted in that contract by not playing him, then that is equally bad. That is poor. It's embarrassing. And um, it's my football club, the Arsenal I've grown up supporting, loving, they don't do things like that. They have values. The values that Arsene Wenger spent 20 odd years instilling. The values that were even there long before that. Slightly different values, but there were values there. Arsenal has been one of the traditional big football clubs for years and years and years because of the way they've gone about business behind the scenes, because of the way they've conducted themselves. And to let that go here is disappointing for me. It is disappointing. Quick reminder, if you haven't already, make sure you smash that like button. It is so, so important that we get likes on the videos. They take us up the rankings. They lead to more views, which lead to more subscribers. And that will take us closer to reaching the magical 10K. We are nearly there. Around about 200 of you short from that. Uh, so if you haven't already and you are new to the channel, you're watching this for the first time or you're a casual viewer, please do hit that subscribe button. It is so, so important for us. And as I said, we'll bring you something very special when we get to 10K subscribers. Also, as I mentioned at the top of the program, this podcast is sponsored by Manscaped.com. Head over to Manscaped.com and you can get yourself uh, some uh, male grooming tools such as the Lulmower 3.0. Listen to that buzz. Excellent. It's even got a light. Where is it? There you go. So you don't miss any of the dark spaces, any of the nooks and crannies. Um, and you get a whole package with it, um, which gives you a load of other goodies as well. And as the box says, your balls will thank you. There you go. So check out manscaped.com. Enter our discount code, um, which you're now going to see rolling across the bottom of your screen, which is Chronicles AFC. And you'll get 20% off and free shipping on your Manscaped order. Massive thank you to those guys uh, for extending our sponsorship deal. They've only extended it because it means that some of you guys have been buying um, <laughs> have been buying uh, their products using our promo code. So uh, a massive thank you to each and every one of you uh, for that. And hopefully you enjoyed the product and we'd love to hear from you guys as well. Um, and we can pass on uh, feedback. Back up the line uh, to Manscaped as well. So, um, yeah. 
Thanks very much. Right. Um, let's go back to the live comments box um, and see what you guys are saying. Uh, worse than Kepa, who's not an Arsenal fan, says people bashing Ozil are clueless. Um, Dash Ari says, I don't get why people are mad at Ozil. He's still better than at least half our squad. He wants to play and it's pretty obvious he's not playing for non-football reasons. Callum Ferguson says, Harry, it's time for him to just cut ties. I, I, I agree that it's time for, you know, it's come to a point where the re- relationship can no longer be repaired. It is done. Arsenal need to go this way. Mesut Ozil needs to go that way. But neither side are willing to compromise. Neither side are willing to back down, which means we are stuck with each other. And if the relationship between Mikel Arteta and Mesut Ozil is still okay, which I've got a feeling that it probably is, because I do think that this comes from higher up the line. I do think that Mikel Arteta has been told not to include Mesut Ozil, because Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. You know, when he came into the job, he picked him every single week. And then COVID hit and he didn't play a minute after that, which suggests that obviously what went on in in that time um, between sort of football stopping and football returning, the relationship had broken down somewhere along the line. But I don't necessarily believe that it had broken down between Mikel Arteta and Mesut Ozil. I think it's between the club and Mesut Ozil. And and so, you know, if Mesut Ozil was willing to play, which, you know, he says he is, but obviously the PR and, and, and what he would actually be willing to do and, and, and stuff in, in real sort of realistically, it could be two completely different things. But when, when we struggle the way we do in certain games, I still can't help but think we're shooting ourselves in the foot by leaving this guy out and just ignoring him. Uh, Big Gunner D says every good thing must come to an end. The game has the game. Sorry, has moved on, and he just hasn't upped his game. Um, King Shazam says I think the blame lies with both. To be honest, it's not as black and white to take sides. Yeah, look, when I you know I defend Mesut Ozil quite a bit in this situation, but that is because I'm putting sort of what I believe to be the case. Um, together and, and coming up with my own sort of conclusions. But I totally accept that there will be things that we don't know. Um, there will be thoughts on Mesut Ozil's side and there will be thoughts, uh, thoughts sorry, on Arsenal's side as well. But the problem is here, at a time where supposedly money is restricted, um, what are we doing with our lives? What are we doing? Why are we leaving this guy out? It just, it, it just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. You know, you could argue that I don't know. Look, Mesut Ozil had interest from other clubs in the summer. Um, a lot of interest as well. Um, not necessarily from, from Europe's sort of premier clubs anymore, but particularly from those in the Middle East who we know are not short of a few quid. And they were, uh, you know, they were willing to pay Mesut Ozil very handsomely. But nobody was willing to back down. In particular, Mr. Ozil, because he didn't want to leave the club. And why would he want to leave the club when he knew he had those bonuses coming? And this is the point. If Arsenal have promised something, if Arsenal have made an offer, if Arsenal have, you know, given somebody a contract, just as they'd expect him to honour it, they have to honour it. You know, Robin Van Persie, prime example of a player who didn't commit his future to Arsenal. 
I'm not saying Robin Van Persie was wrong to do that in hindsight when you look at the sort of direction that we moved in since, when you look at um, what he's had to say sort of post-leaving Arsenal. But he received a lot of criticism for doing what he did. Yet Mesut Ozil, who's done the opposite and actually committed his future to Arsenal at a time where he probably could have gone and joined another club, is now being called a money grabber and being, you know, portrayed as this person who doesn't give a shit about playing football and doesn't give a shit about Arsenal, just wants his money. I don't know. There's got to be a medium here somewhere. There's got to be an in-between of how you're looking at Mesut Ozil. Um, and that's what that's what I find hard to deal with. Those people that are so one way or the other. Um... Keith Kim says, such a shame politics has come big time into football these days. Agreed. Um, and we're seeing that in a number of other things as well. You know, particularly with COVID, it's it's brought to light um, a lot of issues, um, a lot of problems within the game. And a lot of people are taking opportunities to try and grab power. Um, Manchester United, Liverpool, Project Big Picture, talk of this European Super League. It is very much um, a case of here, you know, football has been taken over by agendas. And, you know, it's the people that are in the positions of authority, they have a responsibility to protect this game. And um, politics in that sense is a problem. Politics in this sense is a problem as well. When you have clubs and players singing off of different hymn sheets regarding things going on in the world, I always think that football clubs should steer clear of that, should stay away from it. But I also appreciate that to a degree when they're they're so reliant upon big sponsorship deals, they've got to kind of be careful of what their employees are saying. But for me, you know, as long as you can make it clear that those views are the players only. And I think as long as the player does that, which I think Mesut Ozil did, to be fair, he did make it clear when he was talking about China that those were his views. He never dragged Arsenal into it. But there's this kind of association, isn't there, that the club have obviously with their players that they see as being a potential problem when it comes to things like that, when it comes to commenting on stuff going on in the world. I don't think Mesut Ozil did it with bad intentions. Um, and I don't think he was wrong to do it for, for that matter, but it's obviously part of the issues between him and the football club. I don't think it's the only one though. Um, and I want to stress that what I found particularly irritating about this statement was that the end kind of bit where he said, I will continue to train as best as I can and wherever possible use my voice against inhumanity and for justice. It was a bit of a like, I'm Superman kind of cry out, wasn't it? Like, I fully appreciate the work that Mesut Ozil does um, from a humanitarian perspective um, because he does a lot of that from a charity perspective too. He's brilliant in all of those things. But that didn't need to be did it need to be in this statement? I don't know. I just I just found it a little bit of a cliche, a little bit of a, a kind of superhero statement. And it just, I don't know. I just wanted to hear him be more honest. And I would probably would have had a lot more respect for this statement if it was a bit more telling, if it was a bit more to the point and a little bit more, 
I guess, damning on the football club. Um, Louis Robinson says the club are embarrassing themselves with this. Tom Williams says the agenda against him is mad here. Um, Anurag says, I think this is coming from higher up. Ozil is still regarded by Arteta, but needs to be neglected by the board, probably because of the pay cut. Another player is Socrates, who replaced, who refused the pay cut. I'm not sure that Socrates was one of the players that refused the pay cut. I have heard that rumour. Um, don't know if it's true.